Hi, Sue. Hi, Darcy. How's it going? It's going. <laughs> yeah, this is so like, I've, I mean, let's just go ahead and break down the fourth wall. This is our second time recording this episode. We recorded an amazing episode for you guys. And then there was some technical difficulties. There was like major unexplained interference on my audio end. And it was just completely unlistenable, even though it was quite possibly our best episode ever. It's going to be lost <laughs> forever, like in the Atlantis of podcast episodes. Yeah, it was so, It was like I tried editing it and it just wasn't, it wasn't salvageable at that point. So, yeah, it's, so it's sad. okay, though. So this one's coming to you guys. This one's coming to you guys a little bit late. Uh, we apologize for that, but... Um, and also, hope maybe I mean maybe this episode will be even better than the first go around. Like maybe this one <laughs> will just be like the funniest episode ever that we've ever done. <laughs> Except we're both like super tired, so tired, um, so tired. I um, I spent the night. Well, yesterday I worked um, a super long day. I had to be in earlier than like I've ever been into work, at least like in the last eight years. Like mm-hmm. I had to be in at seven a.m. Um, and worked a full day, of course, and then went and stayed the night at the boys' house with the kids. And um, kind of exciting because we're talking about moving in together. And actually, yes. like since we, like since we last talked, talked, there have been so many developments. Like we started talking about moving in together, which is really exciting and a huge step for me because I, as it turns out, am a little bit of a commitment phobe (laughs) and like a little bit, I mean, weird. Just a tad. Just a tad. I think we both are. Like, I mean, Uh... like we're both like really, really gun shy about like actually jumping in. Um, Well, yeah. You say you never want to get married again. Like never, ever, ever. Well, I never say never because every time I do, (laughs) it doesn't work out. So I (laughs) don't really want to. It's not something that I like have to do. It's not an end Mm -hmm. goal for me. But um, if it if it's with the right right person and if it's in the right situation and if things go that direction, I'm not going to fight it. But I I'm just not I'm not going to like, you know, only think about that and that Mm -hmm. be my like only thing that I think about in terms of relationships so I'm just going with it you know going with the flow well I always was like I definitely I've always said to myself like I definitely want like my life partner I want to find someone and I'm definitely open to getting married again but as it turns out I still have some major commitment issues because um like the talk about moving in together was really terrifying to me yeah. I had been thinking about it for a while, and as it turns out, he'd been thinking about it for a while as well. Um, and we finally brought it up and kind of, you know, we were we were talking fairly seriously about it. I, right. I think he was even more serious about it than I was. Mm-hmm. Um, I still, in my mind, kind of had one foot in and one foot out because I'm just like, you know, my lease isn't up until June 1st. and. Yeah. You know, a lot could happen between now and then. And it's good that we're talking about this now so that we can kind of work out all the logistics and make sure that we're on the same page about a lot of those things like budget and cleaning, like how how we clean and how we handle chores together and obviously Mm -hmm. his children, like 
Um, but you know, a lot could happen in six months and I could just extend my lease if I decide that I'm not ready to move in. And yesterday my landlords called me, <laughs> like I still had my out in my head, you know? Right. Um, but yesterday my landlords called me and told me that when my lease is up, they're planning to sell the house oh, and yeah. that I will have to move out. And I'm like, <laughs> okay, so like no I started to plan. freak out a little bit. <laughs> yeah, I'm like I started to freak out a little bit because I'm like, well, now there's no like real out. I mean, obviously, if I decide things don't work, like I can still get myself an apartment or a different right. house or whatever. But right. like this is this just makes it more like, oh, I actually need a place to live when my lease is up. Yeah, and um, I was really terrified to like tell him like this kind of makes it really official and. I texted him and I was like, so my landlords just called and told me that <laughs> when the lease is up, they are going to sell the house. And because um, it is, it's a prime time to sell. I completely understand. Right. I'm not mad at my landlords at mm-hmm. all. And um, obviously they respect me as a renter for to give me this much notice, um, you know, just to, they're like, we just didn't want you to be blindsided. Like, you know, 60 days out, we just wanted to let you know that this is kind of what's in our plans. And um And anyway, so I texted him and I'm like, so this just happened. And I was like, I was freaking out because I'm like, is he going to freak out as much as I'm freaking out? And he was like, oh, well, that works out. He's like, I'm actually sitting here cleaning out my closet, making room for you right now. I'm like, oh, (laughs) like, okay. Already on it. Don't worry. I know. Yeah. He's like, this isn't even a thing. Like it's, it's, it was already happening. So it works out nicely. Right. Like, so I'm like, okay. (laughs) It actually made me feel a lot better to know that he's like that. Um, you know, he's just, he's ready. Right. Yeah. So, which is what you want. Yeah. Yeah. He's starting to make space for me. And, um, but anyway, so I stayed the night at his place last night with all the kids and one of the children is going through a little bit of a phase in terms of, um, you know, just, I mean, I think all kids go through ebbs and flows and ups and downs when it comes to being, you know, their parents are divorced and now dad has a new girlfriend. And so he's just, um, he's struggling to process some of his feelings and it was a little bit of a tough night last night. So we didn't get a lot of sleep and, um, Today was better, but like there were no naps or anything like that. There's no such thing as naps when right. you're taking care of four kids. So um, <laughs> like it just doesn't happen. So yeah, I'm ready to go to bed as soon as we're done recording this. What about you? Um, anything <laughs> exciting happening for you? Well, I can't go to bed after this because I have to edit, but <laughs> <laughs> I know. no, I'm just, well, I'm dating somebody and I'm so excited. (laughs) I know. I was like pretty happy with being single and kind of just, you know, living my best life. And then, I don't know, I just got bored and I was like, you know what? Maybe I'm ready to date. I will give this a try again because I did try for a little bit. And then I was like, nope, abort, abort mission. But now (laughs) I'm in it and I'm just trying to go with the flow. But I am just you know, taking things slowly as possible and not, mm-hmm. not having any expectations. I think that's like the biggest thing that I need to really, um, adapt, ad- adapt into my life because I always have expectations of like, what's coming next? What are they going to do? And like, I expect them to be this way, but you know, that's not how it works. You know, you can't really put that expectation on someone else when, you know, everyone is an autonomous being and they're all doing their own thing. But 
The communication so far has been upfront and great. So I have high hopes, I think, mm-hmm. <laughs> for now. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. 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 So it's far like... it's good. And you guys are just in that fun stage. Like you're just having fun. So yeah, it's good. And then like you said, like you can't put expectations on someone. You just have to, you know, watch and see if they fit. Like exactly. They are. Yeah. Yeah. So, so good. we'll see. Good. Yeah. It's super fun. I'm like a little <laughs> bit. I, I mean, I mean, I still have a little bit of that new relationship energy because, you know, like we're only eight months in, but at the same right. time we are eight months in. So we don't have like, I'm a little bit living vicariously through <laughs> because that like new relationship energy is so It's hot. hot. <laughs> it's so hot. It's so hot. That's all hot. I'm going to say. <laughs> yes. It's so hot. Oh my God. Oh my God. Um, yeah. And meanwhile, I'm like, yep, four kids. That's what we're doing right now. Like, I guess I'm lucky yeah. if I eat a chicken wing for lunch. Like, yeah. that was exciting. Um, <laughs> so, y'all are, yeah. well, y'all are in, like, a different stage, though. Like, nesting. It's totally different, though. Yeah. 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 Oh, and the other thing was he was like, I'm taking my bracelets off because I keep messing with them. But um, he, the other thing that he said was he was like, yeah, I'm cleaning my closet out. And he's like, actually, I've kind of been working on making room for you since we started talking. Wow. Because I've known. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. That's so sweet. I know. <laughs> I know. He's just the sweetest. I was like. I love it. exactly what to say to, like, make me feel safe. But then oh. the actions are there to back it up. Because when I right. got there, he was like, let me show you the closet. Like, how's this going to work for you? Let's, you know, talk about, like where your stuff is going to go. And he's like, I have four drawers cleared out for you. Is that going to be enough? I'm like, wow. I really am pretty minimalist when it comes to clothes. I'm like, this is more than enough space for mm-hmm. my clothing. Like, I was like, the bigger thing we need to talk about is decor because the, the <laughs> decor. like bachelor pad look that's happening oh, right God. now is yeah. not, it's not my jam. Uh, so Yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a little, it's like adult bachelor pad, but it's right. still like... But it's still like, like why? chaos and just man, man. Yeah, <laughs> there's just certain things that I'm like, mm, that's not going to work. Like, that's not going to work for us. So right. it's fine. We'll work it out. But anyway, I'm really I am really excited to talk through today's episode um, because or to talk to, through today's topic, because I think this is something that so many of us go through after coming out of a long-term relationship or even a divorce um, when you're just not experienced in the dating world. And even some some women who are experienced fall prey to this. And we are going to be talking about fuck boys. No, I'm so excited. No, no, boo. Fuck the fuck boys. Yeah. yeah. But no, I am actually really excited to talk about fuck boys because um, I have a personal like pretty up and down long term fuck boy story. You have a little short term fuck boy story. Um, I know there's so many fuck boy stories out there, but we all are vulnerable to them and can fall prey to prey to them so easily. Mm-hmm. Um and I just, I think what I want to start with is reading the definition of fuckboy from Urban Dictionary, because of course it's not like in Webster's Dictionary or anything <laughs> like that. So the Urban Dictionary definition of fuckboy. Fuckboys do whatever they want, whenever they want, and don't care who they screw over while doing it. 
They lead girls on to believe that they are special and that they really care about you. Then they turn into horny douchebags <laughs> that do whatever they can <laughs> to get laid or even just to pick if they're in a relationship or not. Fuckboys are shallow dickheads. Warning, don't fall for a fuckboy because they will screw you over. Once a fuckboy, always a fuckboy. Yeah. And I mean, like, that's so perfect. I, when I met my fuckboy, I had never even heard the term. I didn't know what a fuckboy was. And like, Sue, you were telling me, you're like, Darcy, stop. He's a fuckboy. Like, stop talking to him. He's a fuckboy. And I'm like, no, 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 no. It's fine. Like, I know he only texts me at like 2 a.m. right now. But when like he gets more serious, it's going to change. Like, he'll take me on a real date someday. (laughs) (laughs) And Sue was like, no, no, he's a fuckboy. Run, 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 run. And I let it go on for like six months. Um, but they are like, they're such smooth talkers. And they, they know. Are. And they, they they see like, I think that like, especially for mine, and I think they all do. Like they see someone that's vulnerable and that maybe hasn't quite established their own boundaries and worthiness yet. And they take it and they walk all over it. Yeah. Um, because my fuckboy was like, he was my first after my divorce, um, I had waited. I mean, we talked about this like in that episode where we discussed firsts. I think that was our third episode. Yeah. Um, and he was my first. I brought him home from a party and I was actually fully prepared to just have a one night stand and rip the bandaid off and get laid. But he was like, no, 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 let's 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 push, push pause on this and like actually get to know each other. And then. He ended up being, like, so cool because it's like, oh, this guy, like, he plays guitar and, (laughs) like, not only does he play guitar and he's a musician, but he also, like, he's actually cooler than my ex. He actually, like, builds guitars. Like, not only is he this awesome musician, but he, like, this man builds guitars with his bare hands. No musicians. No, I know. (laughs) You and I, we have a freaking type. And Band. like we have we have a freaking type. Um, but yeah, so he ended up being like really cool and charismatic and charming. And um, and yeah, I was I was hooked. And like we ended up the next day. I mean, I took him home because um, he had Ubered over and I offered to give him a ride home. And um, And, like, he texted me, like, as soon as I got home. And we ended up texting back and forth, like, all day long. Mm -hmm. And, like, later that night, he invited me over again. And I went and stayed the night at his house. And we got to know each other even more. And I was like, oh, he's so cool. Like, (laughs) like, this guy is into, like, the cool, like, old music that I love. Like, Fleetwood Mac and, and Van Morrison. And, like, he's just so cool. And, um... We continued to, like, be kind of, like, in that all-in new relationship energy for, like, a week. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden, he just disappeared for, Uh, like, three days. Yeah. Four days. Like, he just, it was, like, and bye. And I was, like, okay, like, what's going on? Because I thought we were, like, hot and heavy. I thought everything was great. Um, And this continued to be his pattern. Yeah. That's a huge indication of a fuckboy. It's, like, just dropping off the face of the planet for an ungodly amount of time because there's no way that you're not looking at your phone for three, four days. Like, unless you, like, died in a ditch and your phone is, like, just out of arm's reach, you know? Like, there's no way. I know. And I think, too, like, 
I think about how I feel when I'm excited about someone new. Like right. the second I see a text from them, I'm like, oh my God. And I get really excited and I respond to them. Right. Exactly. And if he is, if he is into you and it goes back to this book um, that I wish that someone would have given to me when I was like 10 and said, <laughs> this is the Bible. But um, I know it's really cheesy, but it's called, he's just not that into you. And I know we've all seen the movie. We've heard of the book. The movie needs to go like die in a fire because the movie does not. <laughs> like support what the the teachings of the book but it truly is okay. like if he is if he is into you he will text you back and right. he will make time for you i don't care if he's working i don't care if he's busy like if he is into you then he will pick up his phone and he will respond to you he will call you he will text you right there will be no waiting hours and hours and hours or days oh, to hear back yeah. from this person days is crazy um, like hours i can understand cuz we're all busy we're yeah. adults adulting right but days oh except except this guy my fuck boy was unemployed and lived in his best friend's basement like there's no (laughs) reason (laughs) to go even hours like it should be minutes it should be minutes before this guy gets back to me they're like it's like they're dwelling from the basement (laughs) um and the other thing is is that he would go like days and then i would hear for like he would text me at like I think the earliest he would text me was like midnight. Um, wow. And it was always like, you know, kind of sassy stuff because he'd been drinking or whatever. And right. And he'd be like, get your ass over here. Let's let's get into some huge, trouble, you know. Huge indication. Like if they text you yeah. past 11 p.m. and it's always like something frisky or feisty and you're like, ooh, you know, like it kind of like piques your interest, then it's definitely a fuckboy. Definitely. Definitely. <laughs> I mean, there's just, I mean, it's like so obvious to me now. It was not obvious right. to me then. I was like, I was like, no, this one's different. No, they're not different. No, if they are doing this, they are not your man. They it just are makes you boy. feel good at the time. I think it just like, like yeah. strokes your ego. And that's why you're, you keep mm-hmm. going for it. Cause you're like, oh, this guy finds me hot and this guy wants yeah. me, you know, it's like, it's all about being like feeling desirable. So I think that really mm-hmm. played onto that, especially so early on, right after we had just started you know, looking into the dating world and getting out of a long-term relationship. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, for sure. And um, he actually did, like, ask me for a relationship. Like, it was kind of crazy because um, after we'd been, like, messing around and playing this game for, like, I don't know, it was, like, two months, Mm -hmm. um, he asked me, like, he actually called me one night at, like, 7 p.m. Oh. And I was like... What? Not not fuckboy hours. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I was like, what? And um, he had actually he had actually texted me earlier that day, like at ten a.m., and was like, "I need to talk to you. Um, let's plan to get together tonight." And I was uh-huh. like, "Okay." And he called me at seven p.m. and he was like, "Hey, you should come over." And I was like, "Okay." He's like, "I'm hanging out with one of my friends. Um, I'm excited for you to meet one of my buddies." And I was like, "Okay, this is also weird because I've never met any of any of his friends other than his roommate, who he lives in his basement or whatever." <laughs> but um, <laughs> like, I I was like, "This is really weird. Something's up." And mm-hmm. sure enough, like that night, he sat me down and he was like, "I've been a complete idiot." You're an amazing woman, and I basically fell in love with you the moment I met you, and I've been doing everything in my power to avoid how I feel about you. Oh, man. And I think that as a couple, we would 
totally kill it and I'm in love with you and I want to be with you and he actually said that he's like we're gonna kill it as a couple I'm like okay um (laughs) and he was like he was like let's do this let's be exclusive let's be boyfriend girlfriend are you up for it and I was like um you kind of been fucking around with me for a while I need to think about this right I'm willing to stay and hang out tonight and then like later that night I was like okay yeah let's do it like because I was like this is what I've wanted all along right like I was like he is going to be the exception to the rule like I've won (laughs) I have won no still a fuck boy because he made it all and I told him I was like you don't get to disappear for days and then say that Oh, like I sent you a text back, but I forgot to hit send or no more of this shit. I was like, you, if we are in a relationship, like you have to be responsive. You have to, there's no disappearing. Like if you are busy for a few days and you're not going to be able to hang out, that's fine. But you just need to say like, Hey, this is what I have going on this week. Like let's plan to get together on Thursday. Yeah. That's what I want from you. Yeah. Um, he made it all of a week before he disappeared again. Uh. Um, And it was so not cool. And I broke things off with him. And then it turned into this whole, like, we would hang out for, like, a couple of weeks. And Uh then I'd get mad and we'd break things off for, like, three weeks. And then we'd hang out for a couple of weeks and then we'd break things off for three weeks. And then um, the pandemic hit. Oh, yeah. I remember this. Yeah. And um, he reached out to me and, like we were talking a lot during the pandemic and like FaceTiming and all of that. And he actually like was like, I'm in, I'm still in love with you. I always have been. And like, let's actually do this. And I was like, what does that mean for you? Like, what does it look like? And he was like, I want to like, I want to meet your family. I want you to meet my family. Like I want to make you a part of my life and I want to be a part of your life. And I was like, okay. And then literally the next night he took it all back. What? Like, he was like, I said a bunch of stuff I didn't mean, and I got ahead of myself, and blah, 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 blah. Um, And then a few nights later, we were talking, or maybe a week or two later, I don't know, he was like, we were talking, and he was like, I can't believe we've been doing this for two years. (laughs) And I was like, hold up, Mr. Pirate. Hold up. We met on Halloween. We've been doing this for six months. Word. And he was like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I meant, like, it feels like we've been doing it for two months. Bruh! <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> um, This guy was just so full of shit. So, like, I don't know. There's so many, like, signs of fuckboy and all of that, right? Like, um, just the, the saying what you want in a relationship or saying what you're willing to give and then turning around and taking it back or not having the actions to back it up. Right. Um, it's all verbal. It's all it's all fuckboy stuff, right? Yeah. Um, also, forgetting how long you've known me for hmm, might be a fuckboy. Oh, yeah. Like, um, two years and six months is a huge difference. I don't know. It's a huge difference. I get that so, time um, is a social construct, but you know. <laughs> and I mean, fast forward, like, um, he ended up, um, it, it turned out that, I, I mean, it, the signs were there. Like he forgot how long he'd known me for because he'd been talking to someone else for that long. Um, Probably because he actually got engaged. Yes. I remember Um, this. Yeah. Yeah. Like I stopped talking to him shortly before things got serious with my current boyfriend. And actually like I started to see the writing on the wall that like I was actually starting to finally accept it. Like I was like, 
eh, I'm bored. He's someone to talk to during quarantine. But this is so obviously not someone that I need to, like, really be this attached to. Right. Um, And so I started to, I signed up for that Rising Woman program and started to work it and started to, like, really recognize my worth because the reason that I was so susceptible to him and the reason I allowed him to keep coming back was because wasn't because he's I mean he is a horrible person but like yeah it it was more so because I was not solid in my own self-worth and I hadn't established my own boundaries and what I'm willing to tolerate because you were seeking validation yeah, I was seeking validation. And yeah. another another book that I love so much is The Four Agreements. And one of the things that he says in that book that has always rang true to me and been really powerful for me is um, if you don't know what you're willing to tolerate, yeah. you'll tolerate just about anything. Right, and I think right. I've said that before. I think I've said it in other episodes maybe even because I hadn't. Like I hadn't established that like it's not okay for someone that I care about and that says that they care about me to ignore my texts for three days. Right. Like, or weeks or whatever. Like, it's not okay for someone that I care about and that says that they care about me to refuse to take me on a real date, except for Meet Bingo. We can talk about Meet Bingo. Um, (laughs) Meet Bingo. (laughs) I remember the first time you told me about that. I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? Yeah, it's a Minnesota thing. Minnesota check. Meet bingo. <laughs> oh my uh, God. We're going to come back to that. Um, but yeah, I started to do some of the work and I started to work this program and I started to like really identify what I wanted in a partner because clearly this person and my ex before him had not been right for me and I was clearly settling and not not establishing what I really wanted and and what I'm really worth. Right. And so I, you know, started to really identify those things and started to really settle into my own value. Mm-hmm. And it was like a week later that um, that I started talking to my current boyfriend. And um, obviously we know how that's turned out. Like, it's yeah, crazy. like I'm completely in love. And I, you, I don't know, like you did say that beautiful. you were writing down um, like what you wanted, like what your non-negotiables were in a journal. Right. Mm-hmm. Like you. You set out clear intentions of what you wanted out of a relationship. And I think there's something really powerful to that. And you basically manifested him, which is really crazy. I know. Yeah. I I mean, we all have like our, um, I think, I think it's really good to sit down and identify like your true non-negotiables. Like, I I think that there's things that it's like I'd be willing to kind of compromise on that. But there's other like really hard non-negotiables. Yeah. Um, Like absolutes. Like you cannot budge on that. That is what you want. And that's it. Yeah. And I think I had like four of them. I think um, I can't even honestly remember what the fourth one was. I should have grabbed my journal before this to pull it up. But it's um, I know it was that they they must have strong family values mm-hmm. um, because I'm super, super close with my family and right. I never want to be with someone that wants to drive a wedge between myself and my family ever again. Right. Um, I, they must share my values on monogamy. Okay. Um, and they must be self-sufficient. So like, I don't necessarily need to be with someone who's like rich. I mean, <laughs> Right. I'm not going to say no to that. Like, if someone wants to buy me a Maserati <laughs> for my birthday, like, that's fine. Get me a Tesla, please. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> but they do need to be, like, 
I, I mean, not to, I never want to say like that I'm above or, or below someone or that someone's better than me or I'm better right. than them. Right. But I also am at a certain stage in my life where I pay my own rent. I pay my own bills. I have a, I have a career that I've worked really hard for. I am ready to be a grown up. Yeah, and you're I want to be with someone who's ass woman. You're a grown ass woman. Yes, and you're yes. beautiful. And I wanna... You're smart. You're intelligent. You're strong. Like the list goes on. You know. I mean, stop, <laughs> but don't stop. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but no, I want to be with someone who matches me at least. You right. Know? So like, right. I don't want to be with someone who needs me to support them. And right. Um, and then there's other things that are like bonuses, right? Like if they love to travel or if they love dogs or, you know, things like that are all bonuses and, and they're definitely important to me, but right. like, it's not going to be like, Oh my God, I can't make be it with or this break person it. If they don't right. do this. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, but then it turns out like he does love dogs and he does Yay! like to travel and he does like, we love to do all the same things. So you're right. Like I did, it's weird. Like I, once I set myself free from the fuck boy, and said, this is not what I deserve. This is right. not what I want. Um, then he just kind of appeared. Right. It was kind of crazy. It's it so crazy. crazy. You you make space for what you need and what you're what you're deserving of once you get rid of things that are no longer serving you. And I'm like a true, yeah. true believer of that, especially within the last, like, you know, over two years with going through the divorce and everything. Once you get mm-hmm. rid of all of that crap, like... It's so scary to let go of that because I think people fear change. But once you realize your worth and you get rid of all that negativity in your life, it opens up like a whole other world. And it opens up things that you can never imagine to actually happen to you. And you're like, holy crap, why didn't I let go of that other stuff like a lot sooner? Yeah. 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 It is. It's crazy. And then um, I can't remember if I mentioned this, but then like. I think it was, like, after I'd been dating my current boyfriend for, I don't know, maybe, like, six, five or six months or so. Not even. Um, I think it was, like, three months in. I don't even remember. But I found out that my fuckboy actually got engaged. Oh, yeah. To, I think, the girl that... I'm, I'm pretty sure that I was the side chick. Oh, um, yeah. Yeah, we I speculated really, about that. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. You could speculate all day. But, right. like... Um, he, he ended up getting engaged, which was kind of like upsetting, but I got over it pretty darn quickly. But like, um, and before anybody like emails us or whatever about like, I, I just, I feel bad for her. I do. I, and maybe who knows, maybe they're like true love and they're meant to be. And I wish them all the happiness in the world. But, um, but there is also like that part of me that feels like so bad because I'm like, I was the other woman. Like I was the other woman. Right. Before anybody emails us and tells me that I should, you know, tell her or whatever. Because I know that there's a lot of people that are going to be like, oh, my God, you should tell her. Yeah. Um, like, you should save her. Um, I'm just going to say I'm I'm not reaching out to her. I have not reached out to her. I will not be reaching out to her for multiple reasons. One, that is in my past. And this is not my monkey, not my circus anymore. And if I were to get involved in that, it would be nothing but drama. Right. Um, I would likely end up looking like a crazy person. <laughs> yeah. Because you, um, you don't know what he's telling her. So. Yeah. Who yeah. knows? Exactly. And also, like, I have been that girl. I was married right. to a serial cheater. Yep. 
for 13 years. Same. And there is nothing anyone could have told me that would have made me change my mind about being with him. I had to see it for myself. I had to learn the lesson for myself. People the hard tried way. to warn me just got cut out of my life. That's right. All. Mm-hmm. So there's no point. I know that. I've been in those shoes and it's not my monkey, not my circus. I'm in a happy place. And also, the drama of all of that would do nothing but damage to me. Yeah, but also you don't know her. So it's it's a totally different thing too. Like if you mm-hmm. already had a friendship with her and a, some sort of rapport, like I can understand you being like, hey, girl, like we need to sit down. Let me give you the tea and like, you know. Mm-hmm. Just give you right. a, a fair warning about what's going on. But, like, you don't know her, so there's no context. It's so hard exactly. to, like, just come out of, like, left field and be like, hey, your man's a cheater. I was the other woman. Boom. You know, that's, like, <laughs> a really big thing to drop on someone. Yeah. No. Nope. I do not need that. I am so far beyond it in my life that, like, it's like I don't need to circle back right. to that world and that drama. Right. Um, and if if he's not right for her, she will find out in due time and there's nothing anyone can do. And right. especially a stranger, to your point. So Exactly. Um your fuckboy, like you actually dodged a bullet with your fuckboy. Yes, I did. But another sign of a fuckboy <laughs> is showing up to a date with a duffel bag. <laughs> right. This was um on episode three when we were talking about our first and he was my first kiss after the separation. And, mm-hmm. oh, God, like, I mentioned that he showed up freshly showered and he brought a duffel bag, which I thought was, like, super <laughs> sketch. And supposedly he had a car, but, like, he took an Uber there, which, like, I understand because he was really pounding them back and, like, drinking whiskeys and beers all night. So he was getting sloshed. Oh so sloshed and so sloppy. So I definitely wouldn't want it him. I would have, like, been... Like, you need to take an Uber home if you're going to drive, you know? So it was a good thing that he Ubered there. But on top of that, um, like, the duffel bag, like, was a mystery because I didn't know what was in it. And he didn't explain why he had it. But then it became clearer as the night progressed. And he just progressively got drunker and drunker. And yeah, and then he did that a gross, annoying kiss thing against the the construction thing. Yeah, super gross. If you guys um, haven't listened to episode three yet, it'll make sense if you listen to that one first. (laughs) It is a funny episode, actually. It's a really good one. (laughs) Yeah, but like also the stories didn't add up. Like he he talked about how he was like moving in with his brother um, to an apartment and supposedly they were both helping each other out financially, which is fine. I mean, I get it. And, you know, you might as well move in with your sibling rather than just like a random stranger, you know, off the street. Yeah. So he's like, yeah, Yeah. we're going to move in. Uh, We're due to move in at this time. And it was like over the summer. And well, this was last summer. And then um, the time came and like a couple days later, I texted him and was like, hey, how did the move go? Like, you know, are you guys all settled in yet? Like, you know, hope it went well. Just trying to be nice and keep the communication open because he was also terrible with texting back, which I knew was a red flag. Like, but he didn't wait Mm -hmm. several days. He waited like several hours. So I just chalked it up to like him being busy with work and like, you know, just regular adult life. So I didn't think anything of it until we met in person. 
And then he's like, oh, mm-hmm. uh, I actually ended up not moving because we had What the fuck? Black Change mold. The story. Yeah. We had like black mold or something. And the landlord was nice enough to let us know and that they were going to get rid of it prior to us moving in. But I think we're just going to nix the whole thing and like not sign the lease and look for another place. And I was like, okay, that... Like, at the time, it sounded reasonable. And then he's like, yeah, like, I'm just living in my mom's basement right now. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> basement. Basement. <laughs> What's with the basements? What's it's with key. the dungeon fuckboys? <laughs> it's fucking key. They all Like, live... they're fucking dungeon trolls yeah. living in their basement. I could just imagine them, like, eating snacks and, like, playing video games and going, Ma! <laughs> <laughs> like, just, like, asking for stuff, like, from their mother. And, like, the mom coming yeah. down, bringing them snacks and shit, like, Hot Pockets or whatever. <laughs> yeah. That's oh just, my like, God. Mine, what I well, mine, <laughs> mine was in a basement. It was his best friend's basement, not his mom's basement. But his best friend would, like, come and, like, yell down the stairs because there was no real doorway. Like, it was, oh. like, a dungeon. Yeah. So, like, it still had, like, the cinder block walls. There was carpet. Yeah. Um, but, like, the, the cinder block walls that were painted. But then, um, like, the stairs, there was no railing. And it was, like, um, like just the wooden plank stairs. Yeah. Um, and, like, I used to call it the dungeon all the time. But, like, his his best friend who, like, actually, like, rented the house and, like, it was his house. Like, he would come and, like, yell down the stairs at us, like, if we were being too loud. Like, he'd be like, bro, I go to work tomorrow. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm just like, oh, my God. Oh, man. <laughs> children. They're children. They're yeah. Children. So weird. And I feel like that is... You know, like all these like weird stories that are conflicting or if their Mm -hmm. stories are too elaborate and it just Mm -hmm. seems like it's too detailed. Because I feel like if you're lying about something, you tend to go too into detail and like try to cover all your bases because you're like, oh, well, Mm -hmm. you know, just in case she asks this or just in case this question is asked, like I need to make sure that I'm covered. Mm -hmm. So it's like this huge elaborate lie And Mm -hmm. I picked up on that right away because, like, that's something that I had to deal with in, you know, like, my past relationships. So I'm like, ooh, like, this guy's telling me too many things that are not adding up and it just sounds like bullshit to me. And then when I met him and he was, like, shoving his... And bro brought a freaking duffel bag. (laughs) Yeah, duffel bag boy. Like, (laughs) oh, my God. He's like, oh, yeah, I'm definitely getting laid and staying the night at her place tonight. Yeah. Fuck you. Nope. Go home, bro. Nope, nope, nope. I have my chastity yeah. belt dog, my chihuahua, yep. who will eat you. <laughs> <laughs> yep. But also, I was just not feeling it. He was a terrible kisser. He was, like, shoving mm-hmm. his, th- you know, tongue down my throat. And I'm like, this is going to end up being, like, the wackest sex ever. I'm just yeah, going yeah. to opt out. And I bid you adieu. You know? Good day, yeah. sir. Good job. Good job. <laughs> you were definitely... And I remember, like, the next day you were like, oh, yeah, I'm not talking to him now. Like, he's a fuckboy. And I was like, whatever a fuckboy is. And then, like, a couple months later, I met my fuckboy. Right. Out who the fuckboy is. Um, yeah. Oh, my God. But mine was just like, I don't know. Like, he was definitely manipulative. Like, oh, he yeah. was doling out love yas. Doling um, it out. He definitely doling out love yas. Um, definitely back and forth, up and down. <laughs> it was really, really anxiety ridden. So I, What is it? I, um, I called it the Oprah of I love yous. <laughs> yeah, the Oprah. You get a love like, you. Get you a get a love you. You get a love you. Everybody gets a love you. <laughs> Fuck off. Yeah. yeah. No. no. <laughs> yeah. No. 
No. Um, the one thing I would love to repeat, though, is Meet Bingo. Like, if anybody <laughs> ever wants to take me to Meet Bingo ever again, that was, like, the best night of my life because that was our one date. Like, we never oh, went yeah. on a whole date. Um, there was one time, like, I think it was when he, like, the, like, the couple days we were officially dating, like, I was like, you, now that we're, like, official, you need to take me on a date. And he was like, you need to take me on a date. Oh, Like, this motherfucker wouldn't pay for shit. Yeah. Um, anyway, that's another sign of a fuckboy. Like, if you're like, hey, I'm gonna go do this thing. Or a scrub. He's just If he's like, buy me a ticket and I'll come with you. Right. Uh, he might be a fuckboy. Or Um, just, like, a fucking grimy scrub (laughs) yeah like a fucking user yeah yeah so um but there was one time that like we were texting somewhat early i mean it happened like two or three times that we texted before 2 a.m right um but like there was one time and he was like hey there's meat bingo going on tonight so in minnesota um and i think it happens in wisconsin too there's this thing called a meat raffle where so (laughs) weird in the in the it's so weird I know. I know, but it's amazing. So in in the wintertime, there is nothing to do but hang out at the bars, basically, unless you're into, like, ice fishing or skiing or snowboarding, um, which I'm going to learn how to ice fish this year. I'm really excited about that. But um, there's really <laughs> nothing to do except, like, go hang out in the bars. And so they do this thing, like, every bar, almost every dive bar, for sure, has, like, a meat bingo night where like you come in and like you get a raffle ticket with every drink that you order. And then like usually on the hour they will draw a number and people can win meat. (laughs) Like it's like a slab of meat. (laughs) Yeah. Like a pot roast or like a couple of steaks or I don't know, like choose your, maybe a bunch of bing, maybe a bunch of bing, like bacon or I don't know. Like it's meat. You win meat. (laughs) Um, nobody loves a good pot roast like Minnesota. So, um, Anyway, like (laughs) this one bar that I absolutely love for those of you that live in Minnesota, I freaking, freaking love. um, Now I can't even think of any of the names. (laughs) It's been so long since I've been to a bar. I I can't think of the name of the fucking place. Um, It'll come to me later. But and my friends that are from Minnesota, I'm sure are like screaming at their phones right now. They're like, um but they do on sunday nights they do meet bingo so instead of a raffle it's like bingo meets a meat raffle so you're playing bingo and then like if you win if you get a bingo you win meat <laughs> and so he took me to meet bingo and i was like this is the best thing ever and i won a couple of steaks nice and like we went back to his place and he like cooked up the steaks. And actually the one good thing that came out of the whole thing is like that man knew how to cook a steak. Like nobody <laughs> I've ever known. And he, and he taught me that night how he does it. So like now I make a steak like nobody, like I don't need no man. Cause I know how to cook a steak mm-hmm. that'll make your mouth water for days. So, um, anyway, so yeah, meat bingo is like something that I'm really thankful for my fuck boy because, um, I learned about meat bingo. I learned how to cook steak <laughs> And I would repeat that experience anytime. Yeah. <laughs> Anything um, for the I just, meat. <laughs> I know. For the meat. I mean, I, for love, the meat. I love me some meat. <laughs> All I'm the really meat. I'm sorry to those of you that don't eat meat. Like, I, oh my God, I feel so bad. I'm sure we have listeners that do not eat meat. I apologize. I'm so sorry. Um, in the Midwest, we just There's we also really... like innuendos too. <laughs> 
I know. I know. I mean, I did. I did get the meat that okay. night too. I, yeah, <laughs> I got that meat, meat too. <laughs> Fuck boys are good for that. You'll definitely get a little D sometimes. Oh, um, yeah. oh God. Oh God. But yeah. So, I mean, I think that at the end of the day, like if you think you're with a fuckboy, boy, like there's a lot of signs to watch for and, um, but also, like, take take the time to sit down and really focus on, you know, what what you really want and what your worth is. Because, um, Sue, I think you were kind of already there. Like, you're like, this is not what I'm looking for. Um, also, he's just going to really suck in bed. But, like, there's just something <laughs> off about this man yeah. and I don't deserve this. Right. Um, but I think so many of us fall into it. And we think that we're the exception. And I'm sorry, right. but, like... A one night stand, a, a fuck buddy, a friend with benefits almost never, ever, 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 ever turns into an actual meaningful relationship. Yeah. If a guy is into you, if a guy cares about you, he will put in the effort of taking you on a date. He will put in the effort of making plans. Right. He will put in the effort of actually speaking to you more than once every three days or two weeks or two months, however long it takes. Right. Um, and so those are all things that like, if you, if you're stuck in something like this, like take a, take a minute and just examine what you're worth and what you want is I guess the best advice I can give. Agreed. Yeah. And meditate and all that jazz. And seriously, like rising woman on Instagram is like, she, saved me from that because it took me all of about maybe two days to realize like, Oh, Oh, I don't deserve this. And I don't want this. And I stopped talking to him. And then a week later, my current boyfriend showed up, walked into my life. And so far so good, you know? Right. I mean, and I know my worth and my value and I know my boundaries. Yeah. And he's so great. Like just everything from what I know, it's total opposite of everything that you've been through and it's so deserving and super happy for I, you guys. I just, I just, I just, yeah, I could gush about him forever, but that's not what this <laughs> podcast is about. Right. <laughs> um, I mean, it's about yeah, relationships. Is. So, you know, we could talk about the, you know, the gooey stuff too. I mean, Sometimes. the one thing I will say is, is that it was just so different. Like you, right. I felt the difference because I had gone from this fuck boy and the way he had been treating me to this man. And I mean, I, we started talking during the pandemic. So like we didn't go on a date right away. Right. Like we, we did some, we did a couple of FaceTime dates and I wasn't even sure that I wanted to do any kind of in-person date because this was like back in like late April, early May. And like, you know, I, it's we were still very much in like the midst of quarantine and pandemic and um and so he was like you know we could go on a bike ride like we both love to ride bikes he's like I will bring one of my bicycles down to you and like we'll we'll just go on a bike ride like we don't have to be within six feet of each other um to hang out and be within like within each other's vicinity right right social um, and so he like yeah yeah social like and he put dating. in the effort like he was yeah. like i want to see you i want to see you in person you i feel like this is right and um i'm gonna go to great lengths to make sure that i'm pursuing you and right um after that first like socially distant date of the bike ride like um and then we sat like in my backyard away from each other and just like visited and got to know each other even more mm-hmm. and he like texted me and was just like 
I like, I like this, this, and this about you. And he like listed like very specific, tangible things about me. It wasn't like, oh, I just feel good when I'm with you. It was like, he was like, I love your outlook on life. I Mm -hmm. love that we share so many things in common. And I love that you're like a laid back hippie type girl. And he was like, (laughs) also, I'm really attracted to you. (laughs) And I hope you feel the same. And I can't wait to see you again. Aww. Um, yeah, and I was like, hmm, where'd you, so where'd you find room for your balls in those pants? You know, Aww. like, <laughs> like it takes guts to speak up and say those things. Right. And, um, it's so I wasn't direct. even sure at that point, like, how I felt about him. But, right. But um, I was like, with someone that's that upfront and everything we have in common, like, I need to keep giving, I need to give him another chance. You right. Know? And so continue to date. And here we are now, eight months later, and I'm pretty much head over heels in love. So, um. It is. And, and he is. I could just I could just gush. I could just gush and gush and gush and gush and gush. But we're not going to. But that is the difference. I guess the reason I share that story is because that's the difference. Like, right. Someone who is truly right and interested will like nothing will stop them from right. wanting to be around you and wanting to spend time with you and wanting to talk to you. It's like versus a fuck boy is like at his convenience. Exactly. And it's such an so. energy shift, too. It's like it goes from. It's just the com- complete 180. I remember the amount of anxiety you held just oh talking God. about oh that God. guy. And then, like, now talking about your current guy, it's totally different. Like, the conversations are different. Your your energy level that you um, exude is totally different. It comes from mm-hmm. a place of calm, and you come from a place of, um, I don't know if I would say, like, logic but it doesn't come from yeah. a place of like extreme emotion where you're like frantic. It just comes right. from like, okay, I know I'm feeling this way because of X, Y, Z. And I feel like you've gotten so much better with explaining why you might be triggered or why you might be feeling a certain way. And like, mm-hmm. I watched you break it down. And that was to me, the noticeable difference between, um, you know, being with somebody who's abusive and manipulative or you know a fuck boy versus a healthy relationship and I think that's something important to look for especially if you're a friend of somebody who has gone through something like that I think it's like a good indication of um I mean I feel like when you're on the outside you see it so much more clearly than when you're in it but if you are supporting somebody like a good friend that is going through something like that it's a good way to kind Mm -hmm. of gauge and like hey, like maybe you should not be in that. Like that sounds terrible. (laughs) Yeah. Like, I mean, it's good to feel butterflies and excitement. And it's normal to feel a little bit of uncertainty because, you know, you're getting to know someone and, and, you know, it might take a while to really feel safe and secure because really there's, you know, you're not going to feel super secure in something until it's like established and you know. Right. But like... It shouldn't feel like anxiety. It shouldn't no, feel like... No, it shouldn't. Oh, my God. Like, I can't think about anything other than this person. I can't think about anything until I hear from them. I'm checking my phone every 10 minutes to see if they've texted me, even though I haven't exactly. heard from them for three days. Yeah. Like, it should not be getting in the way of your life. Um, and it should definitely not be ruling your life. Yeah. So, yeah. It, you're, I mean, I there was so much anxiety associated so with much. that person. Yeah. It was It was insane. Yeah, you're um, way more calmer with your approach to everything now. So I think that's mm-hmm. really healthy. Yeah, it is. It's yeah. healthy. Well, and and I see you starting on the same foot with 
the person that you're currently dating. Um, <laughs> I know that it's still really new, so we're not sharing like a ton of information, but like right. in the conversations that you and I have, like I see you doing the same thing and you're sitting back and you're watching and you're learning. You're having fun. Like, don't get me wrong. <laughs> there's that new relationship energy and that mojo. And I mean, I've been there, done that as right. well. So um like that's normal, but also you are going, okay, like I'm I'm also learning about this person and watching to see how they fit in my life. Exactly. And I know that if it doesn't fit, I'll be okay. Right. And that's the main thing. Like mm-hmm. that is that place of of healthy balance. And and it is, it is a little bit logical. Like it you is have to yeah. kind of step out of that, like, like you can't we can't think with our vaginas, ladies. Like <laughs> <laughs> I know we wanna, but I like, know. I'm like, shut they up. They always girl. say like, oh, men men don't think with their brain; they just think with one thing. I'm like, listen, we do the same thing. Like, we think with our vaginas. Like, we let the <laughs> vagina make the decisions, and like, we can't just let our vagina make the decisions. We have yeah. to actually like step back and go, okay. I'm like, calm down. Work? How does this make me feel? <laughs> yes, calm yeah. down, relax. Um, so yeah, it's it's good. Everything's good. Fuck boys, be gone. And um, if you have a fuckboy experience or, you know, a current fuckboy in your life or if one of your friends is struggling with a fuckboy um, and you want to share your story or share like a funny like instance, um, feel free to share with us. We'd love to hear from you. Um, our email is firstwivespod at gmail.com. Um, we also are on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. It's all First Wives Pod, right? Yes, First Wives Pod. Okay. okay. Um, but I think with that, I think that kind of wraps up this episode for fuckboys. Yeah. <laughs> I think we should have made this into a drinking game at the start of the episode. <laughs> right. Like, okay, listen, um, we're going to pick a word of the day like Pee Wee Herman. <laughs> and every time we say fuck, everybody take a drink. <laughs> yeah. Um, Would have been fun, but... Anyway, uh, so yeah, that that takes care of that episode. <laughs> Sorry, this one's coming to you guys a little bit late, um, but thanks for listening. Yes, thank you, everyone. Thanks. Bye. Bye.